right, folks. Howdy. Hello there. Hope you are all doing well. The show is back. Episode number 47. The second year of the show has started, and we're starting it off with a bang, with a guest episode, our first one in almost six weeks. And joining us today on the show, I have a very old friend that I'm, I'm calling back on uh, for some fun conversations rapper and producer, Mr. Timothy Bright. Tim, how are you, man? Good to see you. I'm doing good, man. How are you? You know, I'm, uh, I'm hanging in there. You know, we got that little bit of sickness coming back. You know, everyone's everyone's here. They're breathing on me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're in there. We're doing that. We're doing well, though, hanging in there. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, it's certainly been a long time since we've, we've caught up. So, again, I appreciate you coming on to uh, a power hour and chatting it up with me. Yeah, of course, man. Um, so it seems like it's been a pretty busy summer for you. So you've had, I believe, three smaller EPs, which are just a couple of tracks. You had a live show back in June. And folks, the reason why he's also coming on here today, totally not a, not a coincidence, is his newest EP, Corcovado, came out last Saturday, September 2nd. Uh, it's just a couple days after uh, is when we're recording this. But talk to me about this, this uptick in creativity and what that's been like for you. Yeah, man. Um, so uh, I recently, or not recently, but I met this dude named uh, Dre, uh, Dre Supreme. He's some artist I've been working with a lot. Um, I met him in uh, like a Walmart, like a, like when I had first moved to Richmond, and like uh, he ended up moving in with us. And like one thing he taught me about like music, like just like working with him, is like just fucking do this shit, bro. Like it literally doesn't matter. Like um, you just gotta like just go you just gotta go 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 and like that's what i've been that's what i've been doing like i i've been making so many songs so many beats like i like i don't know like and i don't know i was working on Cocavado when i was working at this valet job and I, like i never thought i didn't think it was gonna see the light of day because i was just like i'm kind of like moving off from this but then i made bofa and then i was like oh my gosh this is so gas like and that got me like more like into myself as an artist because I wasn't really feeling myself for a while. And um yeah, nah, after Bofa, like this that same day I was making both of those. And then after both of those, it was both of the third. And then I just fixed up some shit on Carcavado and now we are here. Hell yeah, man. And of course the Bofa trilogy, it's some classic. You got some good stuff on there. Of course, like Huxtable, you got like the Baby Tron elements in there. Very yeah. fun stuff. Uh, yeah. I did not ex I did not expect to to hear you doing a Babytron track, but it's 2023 after all, so anything can happen, I guess. Thanks. Uh, but how, how would you say the creative process on this, you kind of touched on it in the last question, but how has the creative process differed on, on this EP from some of your past endeavors, especially like the Bofa trilogy and, and some of the singles you put out uh, last year as well? Um, so like before it used to take me like months to work on songs, like, cause I just overthink so much, but like I've just thrown that overthinking aspect out of the window because, um, doesn't do anything for you like being in your head is the worst thing ever like you just like it it sucks so bad and it's hard to like break out of it because like when you like so when you're an artist you spend a lot of time alone because you're working on your craft and shit like or you, like at least i choose to spend a lot of time alone because I, I i just like sitting in my solitude but that leads to me overthinking and like uh i don't know so like with the first the first three songs i made those back in like march like those are old <laughs> those are so old like um those ones you can I, that those were the ones i was overthinking a lot on and um the other three the last three i made them more recently and with those like um 
I just like went in and did my thing. Like I wrote a verse really quickly. I wasn't really worried about like, cause I, I, I just like want to make sure everything I write is cohesive. But like, I've noticed that even when I don't even try to do that, that still happens. And like, it still sounds fucking good. And like, um, yeah, just a big part of the process for this EP was just learning to get out of my head. Yeah, no, I, I think you're, you're definitely hitting that right on the, on the head there quite literally with, um, you know, we all, and, and even I've kind of related to this in the past, the idea of just like, you know, we're always trying to make things perfect, but at the end of the day, it really can't be like, as long as you think it's good enough and it's good enough to put out in the world, I think that's got to count for something, right? Yeah, no, nah, and like perfectionism, I mean, yeah, no, nah, perfectionism is just procrastination. Like, it's just a prettier version of procrastination. Like, if you always trying to make sure shit is perfect and everything, like, you're never going to like, really like be able to put shit out there and it's like bro fuck all that just do it yeah that's real that is totally real but it was funny i was going back to the first interview we did it's crazy to think it's been almost three years since that happened i was reading some of like your past your past goals and i think one thing that kind of stood out to me and it seems like you've kind of moved on from that mindset uh is not pushing anything that isn't working uh would would you would you say that's changed over time or or is that still kind of uh, in your head as well no, nah, that's still that's still there. Like, um, I think that like when it, like in terms of like funk shit, like just like the Memphis samples and stuff. Um, I've been, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let niggas know. But I made like 16 songs within the past like two days, and like, um, like I just noticed that I was using the samples less. And I was just like, all right, like, we moving past that. Like, I'm not fully moving past it because, like, Memphis is really important to me. It's, like, one of my biggest, like, inspirations rap-wise. So I'm always going to have those elements. But I was just, like, sitting back, like, oh, like, I don't really need to do that no more. I don't feel the need to do that no more because, like, um, I don't know. I don't know. I have to think about that more, honestly. Like, but, uh, yeah, nah, like... A lot of things, like, I've met a lot of people since I've been in Re Richmond, and, like, I've just had to leave a lot of people behind, because I'm like, this connection isn't working. Like, the only, like, artist in Richmond that I've connected with and, like, stayed in contact with is, like, Dre and, like, this other dude named Ethab. But, like, that's it, because, like, a lot of these people, like, I just cannot be bothered. <laughs> I cannot be bothered, bro. Just rise above them, man. Just rise above right. them and, and, and create your own there in the the Richmond rap scene, if you will, the DC rap scene, you're moving on up in the world. I have a lot of respect for that. And it's been exciting to watch your progression as an artist, uh, over these last few years. Uh, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned though, the first three tracks on the albums, so that's skew Corcovado, the title track and courts. I actually really liked courts a lot. Mm -hmm. It was interesting to kind of hear you talk about like, well, I overthought it and stuff, but would you say like, do, do you have a favorite song from the EP? Because I know like the chef shouldn't really be like complimenting his own skills, but you know, um, if you had to pick like a favorite song from the EP, what would it be for you? Um, probably Quartz or Phase. Um, yeah, nah, Quartz or Phase for sure. Okay, um, I think my two favorites. I I like Phase was pretty good, but I think my my top two had to be Pita and Quartz. But I'm also I'm curious. Tell me a little bit more uh, about, like, is, is it true that there's a scrapped version of PETA out there? Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, so the original version of PETA, like, there was, like, a whole, like, uh, there's a little interlude. Like, after, I'm sorry. But, nah, the, the, the ending of PETA was, like, the middle of, was the middle of PETA. And, like, there was a whole, like, there was this um, episode of Family Guy that I sampled for that beat. 
um on both parts but the second part was more emotional and like me and awful man like we spit on that and then like we sat on it for like a day and we were like this does not sound good like this isn't good like it's okay like and then we just decided to take it off okay that's fair uh, but hey, I, the the product still sounds really good, and it's funny how how your your sampling game it's it's honestly one of the most unique um, that I've I've really heard out out there. You know, so like, where do you kind of get your biggest inspirations for sampling? Like, do you just hear something and you write it down, or you just like save it? Like, how how do these like little tidbits of something like start for you? Well, like, bro, literally, I I can I can dead ass sample anything. Like, if I like try hard enough and like. Um, inspiration, like, when it comes to inspiration from sample, sampling, like, I look to, like, niggas like MF Doom, Mad Lib, Alchemist, Peggy, like, those are my inspirations when sampling. So whenever I'm sampling something, I'm like, alright, how can I make this my own? How can I, like, add to this? How can I make this bitch go hard? And, like, um, yeah, no, nah, I just don't, um, a big part of sampling is, like, like I've said before, do not overthink it. Like, it is so, like, it's, it's genuinely just, like, m making music is just, like, a game. Like, you just got to figure out how that game works for you, you know? Sure, yeah. Well, especially considering you said you just made 16 tracks in the last two days. I mean, that's got to count for, for something, right? Especially yeah. if it's a game. Um, so, I, I, guess, I guess as an extension of sampling and some of your smaller projects and just putting a lot out there. Your, your, your alt SoundCloud account, Bill Hardy, something I've been a fan of for a long time. Um, tell me a little bit more about that and just like some of the songs you've put out there because I know like Patna was like an original, like it was originally on like the Bill Hardy page, but like were there any other like beats that you're going to take from there and like make a song out of or the, is it just like out there just to show what you're working on? Yeah, no, really it's just out there to like, show niggas what I'm working on, just, like, keep pushing content out, like, um, because I, I make, like, a lot of beats, like, um, and, like, some of them, like, I'm just, like, oh, I might use this, or some of them I might not, and then I'll post them on the Bill Hardy account, but sometimes I'll go back to the Bill Hardy account, and I'll hear something in those beats, and that's, like, another, another, I see Bill Hardy as, like, a side project, because, like, I, like, it really just shows, like, where I'm at, like, and that's why I'm not ever going to delete, like, the first few beats that are on that account. Like, I'll, I'll go through and delete some every once in a while, just if I'm not feeling them anymore. But, like, it really shows, like, the progression of me these past, like, three years. Because I can't believe that account is going to be three years old. But, yeah, no, it's just, like, um, it's just, like, a documentation account, if you think about it. Sure, yeah, I mean, I totally agree. Um, but I, I noticed in the liner notes of the album, you, you credited yourself as a producer, but you also credited Bill Hardy as, as a producer. What, what, what would you say is the biggest difference? I, you kind of touched on it in the last question, but is there anything else you want to add on? Is like, what's a big difference between you and Bill Hardy as, as the alter ego? Um, so I like to think, because I've moved around a lot. Like, um, Timothy Bright is like a well-versed, like, seen a lot of shit type of nigga, bro. I see Bill Hardy as that more, like, ignorant side of me. Because, like, I, like, at one point, like, um, I could have just stayed in Alabama, like, at one point, because I grew up there. And, like, I feel like if I would have grew up in Alabama and, like, kind of, like, if it was, like, an alternate universe and I kept staying in Alabama, but I experienced, like, the same amount, of, like, the same things that I experienced, like, when I was moving around and shit, like, it would have definitely, like, um, that I, I, that's me, bro. So, like, I just see Bill Hardy as that, like, 
like he that's my cousin you know like that's 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 my little cousin down south and like that's why he's on like that's why like with more of my like trappier stuff i'll like put him as the producer and then also like sometimes the beat tags just don't sound good on certain beats so i'll just move the beat tags around and see which beat tag works the best and i'm like all right this is a timothy beat or all right this is a bill beat or all right this is both of they beat you know no yeah that's that's totally fair it's, it's interesting how you kind of have that little like alter ego kind of i don't want to say it's like mf doom and but in all nah. his different alter egos but it kind of is no 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 what it is at the end of the day that's what i took inspo from like niggas i i love the fact that like he's got the victor von shit like uh, the bro no nah, what changed my life this is so small but seeing that mf doom bro his producer name is metal fingers bro like that's so hard like i had like i I love that nigga. I'm sorry. Nah, he's he's a great rapper. You can't go wrong with him. Do you have a favorite MF Doom alias or MF Doom project, like, out of everything that he's done? Mm. Or are they all just, like, in the same tier for you? Um, That's a hard-ass question. But mm, food is, in, like, unbeatable, especially, like... Uh, like one one my my favorite song by MF Doom of all time is Paul Holders, just because of like how like like the intro to that song is gas as fuck, and then the way the beat rides is so good, like the hot shit. Oh. Alright, so we were talking about MF Doom mm, food. We were talking about pot holders. Let's yeah. just go from there, I guess. Yeah, not nah, um. Potholders is just like one of my favorite songs of all time, and like mm food is just like all the way through, just like it's just it's just perfect. Chef's kiss, like I love that album. That's valid, and it's funny because another thing that kind of I just didn't realize until I just got more into Doom was that the fact that he sampled like Dr. Dre on Potholders. Yes, bro. Like he's a fucking genius. Like he's so he's, his brain is just crazy, bro. Yeah, I mean he can he can pull from anywhere and it's really cool. So yeah, I, I definitely do see a little bit of that in in your own work, dude. I'm just totally thinking like now that we're talking about beats and production and samples, bro. There is the is is the is the Wandavision beat you made for Bill Hardy? Is it still on there? Because I was looking the other day, I could yeah. not fucking find it. It's at the very bottom. It's like way okay. at the bottom. Because that shit was fucking hard. Like that's an old beat, but I just remember hearing it. And I was like, how the fuck did he do that, man? Yeah, bro. I lo- bro, I was on Wandavision whenever I made that beat, bro. Yeah, no, it's 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 a classic song, man, banger. Um, but why don't why don't why don't we do a little little Narwar deep dive here? Um, we'll do a little word association. So, tell me what this brings up for you, if anything at all. Run on the beat, and I get to scrambling. Mmm. Ah, yeah, bro. Nah, bro. Box. That is my best verse. Like my my best unreleased verse right now, man. Oh my god. Um. Uh, do you want me to tell you like more about that? You can. What? What, right. what? 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 What do you? What do we have to know about it? Because it's your. It's your hardest verse that's not out yet. So. All right. All right. Share what so, you will. All right. So you know Zach Stennis, right? Like he produced. Right. Yeah. No, we've co-produced together. He's like that's like my little brother. So I met him for the first time like back in August, and like honestly, one of the greatest things ever. He's like pretty like. Shy and awkward, but like so am I, man. So like we 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 were locked in as soon as we saw each other, and like it didn't even feel that awkward or like shy or anything though, because it's like we've been talking to each other since I was like seventeen, he was like fourteen, like and I was helping him with beats and shit, and like um 
just like I've watched him grow over these past few years and it's just yeah anyway all that sappy shit out the way um box was a beat that we made like he like did some weird ambient shit on my computer and I was like I found this drum loop and I was like this drum loop is ha hard and then like he like randomized some shit in FL Studio and it, he made like this like noise and it was so funny to me and like um like Zach recorded his verse and then our friend Trim recorded his verse and I was like okay I'm gonna come in after them because the beat like breaks down right there and um oh my gosh bruh I slid so hard I said uh running around on the beat get the scrambling stun I make beats every day get the jam in it um what does he say I don't know but bro that verse top five top five top five Timothy verses like of all time and like it's just some like um shit we've been doing like with this group we've been putting together and like it's just been really fun like doing that like i think like um we got like maybe like 16 unreleased songs together that we made like and i produced like me and zach like pro i produced like a good majority of them but zach like did some shit on some of it like the end of july the beginning of august so like we've been working on that and um yeah i'm excited for like all that shit to drop is this essentially like out of reach 2.0 or is this like is that is that not really what that's going to be like for you um nah it's not going to be out of reach 2.0 it's just like its own thing and like i love out of reach and like it'll always hold a special place in my heart but you gotta look towards the future you know and like um out of reach didn't work when it did and that's okay because these things happen yeah no i i, I just didn't know if it was going to be like just another way to kind of you know collab with people work yeah with them. and that's kind of that's kind of what i was getting at but yeah no that's exciting man super cool zach's a great producer i've worked with him a little bit in the past he just knows how he's another guy that just knows how to make samples work you know he's yeah just super super talented yeah um so switching gears here i guess towards like the live show kind of aspect of things another another goal that you 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 kind of talked about a few years ago being open to new experiences and being you know just trying out a lot of different things would you say that live shows have been a positive force for you talking about like the impact that's had on on you yeah no nah, um like i remember one of the first live shows i did in richmond like some dude came up to me and he was like um yo man i've been listening to you since quickstand and you're really awesome and i was like bro what the fuck are you doing in richmond bro like how do you know me and i was it was just like so like like and like before like am i even now, I'm a hermit, bro. Like, I do not like going outside like that. Like, I just be in my room making my beats, recording these verses, like, doing my thing. But, like, I, like, I was really nervous about this show because it was my first Richmond show. And I almost, like, I almost had to, I almost dropped out because I was just having a rough day that day. But, like, I wouldn't have had that connection with him if I wouldn't have, like, gone, like, not really go out my way, but, like, just, like, if I didn't go or if I listened to those thoughts that were like, oh, man, they're not going to fuck with you. Like, just stay home. Like, I, like, I was just like, I'm going to just go do my shit. And, like, I've gotten so much, like, positivity and so much love. Like, I really, like, I really turn, I really turn these motherfuckers up. Like, once Hotspot comes on, they know the words and they've never heard it. Like, it's crazy. Like, I, um, I don't know. I'm just glad that I was able to, like, get out of that hermit shit because, like, it really does like that i feel like that's what was holding me back before and that's why i talked about like wanting to like try more things and put myself out there more because like really like am, like i i don't know 
I'll be, yeah, 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 blah, 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 blah. But, like, in real life, like, I just be, like, I just be chilling. Like, I just be doing my thing. Like, I, like, I don't know. Like, I get on the mic and I'm hyped, but, like, I'm a pretty laid-back dude, you know? No, I, I get that completely. And the live show, it's it's a fun, it's a fun experience for sure. I can't say I've ever done anything like that. So, it, I'm sure it takes some kind of, of nerve and resistance to kind of go up there and perform your music in front of a bunch of random people. But... It's, it's ultimately rewarding because you never know, again, who you're going to meet, what's going to happen. But why don't, why don't we take it back to, to the summer of 2020, really the summer that Timothy Bright blew up, of course, with Quicksand and you know all the, the Brockhampton connections. I hope I'm not beating a dead horse here. But talk to me about like, what that was like for you. Because, I mean, I, I interviewed you like right after it happened. But like three yeah. years later, what, is that, what does it all mean for you? Um... I feel like looking back at it now, like it feels like a all right, you can do this shit, bro. Like, like come on, bro. Like you can do it. Like, um, cause like I've I've said it before, but like I was gonna quit after I dropped Quicksand. Like I did not plan. Like I mean, like I had an EP plan, and like I was gonna drop that, but after that, I was just gonna be like, all right, bro. Like I need to figure something out. Like I need to do something with my fucking life. But like. That quicksand shit just showed me that, like, I can, like, I can just do this, bro. Like, and I hate to, like, kind of, like, brush it off as just quicksand shit. Like, but, like, I'm so, like, grateful that that happened because that's put me in a position now where I, like, get more streams than I would have if that would have not happened. Like, before that happened, like, I had 100. Nah, before that happened, I had, like, 15 monthly listeners. And then when I dropped quicksand, I had 100. And then when the Brockhampton shit happened... That's when shit really went up for me. So I'll always be, like, grateful for, like, what that song has done for me and shit. Um, and, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Th- that's that's where I'm at with it. That's fair. And, I mean, it's certainly exciting to, you know, be working with all the guys from Brock Campton getting co-signed by Kevin Abstract. You had Beats by Ramil. You Didn't Nick Holiday do a cover for one of your songs, or is that is that not accurate? Um, He did do the text on... Uh, Knock knock. If anyone remembers that, okay. No, that's that's like OG Timothy right there. Okay. Yeah. Um. That's. I mean, it's still a, a great, great moment, and that's how I first heard about you. Like, I remember I was driving one day, doing fucking like DoorDash, and on comes Quicksand. I'm like, holy shit! Like, this is, this is crazy, crazy, and this is before like all the changes happened. Because like, I'd have to say, top five hardest Timothy verses, the 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 new verse that you added after the whole shit with Red Boy happened has to be one of your hardest beats or your verses i gotta say thank you bro i appreciate that because I, I i was really like because it was like even though he stole his lyrics like he did it he did his thing on there you know like and it was a big part of the song so it was like i gotta make sure this shit crank because like this can either like be the this can either be the downfall of timothy bright or the rise of timothy bright and it was like and um yeah no i i'm I remember, like, when I was about to, like, go through with it and I had finally made a decision, like, um, I remember there were niggas telling me, like, oh, the streams are going to go down so much. And keep in mind, at the time, like, when I did this, it was at, like, 100,000, 200,000 streams. But look at it now. It's about to hit 3 milli, bruh. Like, sometimes you just got to trust your intuition and your gut and just go with what you know is right. Like, fuck everybody else. Fuck, like, fuck, fuck, just, just fuck it, bruh. Like, just do what you got to do. As the old expression goes, fuck it, we ball. No cap, fuck it, we ball. (laughs) 
Ah, oh, man, that's a classic. But we're heading towards the end of the, the, the interview here, but um, what are some of the main things that you want people listening to this to know about you, your music, anything else you're doing? Like, what, what, like if you had to give like an elevator pitch about like who you are, what would you tell them? I have ADHD music. No, I have, nah, listen, I have ADHD and my music is just me stemming. Like, it, that's literally it. Like, that's like, literally, I just be like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's just like, just be prepared for a bunch of shit. Like, cause this is like, you're like taking a trip into my mind when you listen to my music. Like, the, like, anytime, like, I like, like with the drill on less or like the Detroit shit, that shit, like, I love, it's so fun. It's so, like, it's so fun dipping into other subgenres while still having that grit and, like, lo-fi sound of my shit. It makes it ten times harder, and it makes it sound so interesting. And, like, I just, like, I don't know. I'm just, like, that's how I hear things. And this is, it's, like, you can listen to other shit and be, like, oh, he listens to shit this way. That's why he made it this way. Like, that's crazy. Like, um... It's just all about perspective and taking a trip into my mind. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really interesting point you brought up. Is just like the idea of you don't you don't know what you're gonna get into when you listen to someone's music. So you just kind of have to remove everything that you think you know and just listen to the music. Take it for what it's worth. Yeah, you nah. never know where it's gonna go. Yeah, bro. Like, y'all, I'll surprise you. I I might get on some indie shit, bro. Is that what's next up for Timothy Bright? What What are some other future goals that you've got? Uh, upcoming, I guess this will kind of be a little memento for another three years from now, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, no, I want to, I really want to, like, just, like, find ways to market myself better and, like, um, just, like, keep pushing out music consistently because it's, like, I feel like right now the only thing I need is, like, um, exposure, like, just in terms of, like, what I, like, want as an artist or need and, like, even then, like, I'm not even trying to be, like, cuckoo caca famous off of this shit. Like, I'm just trying to, like, I'm, I'm just trying to live, bro. Like, I'm just trying to live. Like, um, and, like, I don't care about, like, all the materialistic shit. Like, all I want to do at the end of the day is inspire people um, and be financially stable off this shit. And I'm already inspiring people. Like, I have people that hit me up. And I, like, and, like, even the people that listen to my music, they inspire me. Like, I, like... I don't know. I just have a very intimate com community and I like give a fuck about like everybody. If that makes sense. I don't know if I'm no, making I, sense. No, I totally get that. I mean, it's, I, I feel like the human aspect in music is kind of lost most of the time because most of these guys just don't care, right? They're just out here right. to make music and go on tour and get their bag. And that's great. But at the end of the day, if you're not connecting with your fans, I, I, you're just, I just feel like it's kind of pointless, you know, because these are people who are actively, you know, consuming your music, listening to you, supporting you. So it's like, I don't know, it's like the least that some of these artists could do, I guess. So props to you. And of course, keeping this connection going for almost three years, for Christ's sake. So I, that's got to count for something, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, um, that pretty much wraps up everything I've got. Of course, the new EP will be linked down in the description. Timothy, is there anything else you want to say? Um, I love you all and thank you for tuning in and I, I appreciate you Will.
you're amazing. You're great. You're a great guy. Hey, I appreciate you, man. It's it's it was great to catch up with you. Again, the EP Corcovado will be linked down in the description. And we'll see you guys all next week with a brand new episode of the Down Bags Power Hour. Woo!